Welcome to the Lynn Sanity Podcast with Caleb Lynn, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. It's starting to look a lot like Christmas. Once again, baby, oh. Brian Shetty, this is what you and I envisioned. Oh, you man. and I envisioned this podcast so that we could go deep into the March Madness. We deep into it so much. Bryce, this is your holiday tradition. Bryce, this is this is what you do. Mm. We're sitting mm. here just rejoicing that it's back. We hope that every team is healthy. We hope that every team will be able to stay safe. Uh, but Bryce, you know, thank, you know, I, I can't wait to discuss this with you. It's a fantastic, fantastic bracket for all. Oh my goodness, Caleb. This is just, this is glorious. This is glorious after missing it for an entire year. This is just amazing. It feels so good. I get to watch some games this year. Work is not going to interfere, interfere with my viewing pleasure. I will be watching it at work. Best Buy did not allow me to watch it at work. I have a new job. I have an extra monitor. I have an extra laptop. There you go. There'll be some March Madness streaming, 100%. Well, there you go. You're going to put your eyes on it. And uh, without further ado, I mean, let's just get right into what's been happening uh, this week. But Bryce, I, I can't I can't go to March Madness first. We got a We got a big situation up in Bloomington about an hour, Ooh. about an hour away from us right now with Archie Miller. You know what happened, Bryce? You you want uh, me to, you want to do it? You want to do it? You want to give it to? <laughs> no, no, Caleb, Caleb, this is you, man. You, you, All right, you here we go. This. Here go we ahead. go. You ready for this? You ready I'm ready for this? Archie Miller just got the sack, baby. Oh, yeah. Archie Miller Miller got the sack. But can I tell you something else? He ran out of Bloomington with a big fat bag of cash. Yeah, he did. $10 million buyout for the the former Indiana Hoosier coach. And Bryce, this is a move that I didn't expect to come this early. Archie Miller gets a $10 million buyout. The Indiana Hoosiers certainly weren't pleased because they did the fire. They, they, they moved off quick. I mean, they didn't waste time. And it just makes you wonder uh, what they saw. Uh, but the other thing to keep in mind here, Bryce, is a private fund, private, private fund, according to the Indiana statement, gave Archie Miller this money. The school technically didn't pay for this. This was a, quote, donation that was done by somebody. So, Price, there could be a lot of speculation just to who that is, but we're not going to do that. Uh, we're just going to go straight into the firing. What do you think? Oh, uh, I I love everything about it. This is what we've been we've been saying all season long. Yeah, you've it's, been you. You've this been is it, man. Since he's gotten hired, I was never the right guy. I don't I don't understand what Indiana thought they were, what they thought they had with him. There was nothing that showed me that Archie Miller was was ready to take over a Big Ten storied program and lead it to its glory again. No, this firing had to happen absolutely. And, and by I mean for one do, for one donor one donor. To do, to give them this money, and then another donor, cash. yeah, another donor says, "All right, here's money for the new coach." I think Indiana has a line on somebody. I don't think that they're showing their hand. I'm interested to see what they're what they're thinking. But this is going to be a fascinating search. Yeah. I, I still think it's one of the best jobs in the country. I know it may not seem like it, but I, I think it is. I think the story, uh, I think no, the history is. there. I think it's absolutely a coveted job. 
it's in the conversation, but the problem is that the coach has to be able to start winning. Purdue has literally dominated you for a decade. And, and the fact is that they, that, you know, that has to be, that gap has to be closed. And that's going to be the step that it's some coach is going to have to take. Um, I mean, it, it's just too big of a gap right now. Uh, I, I don't even call it a rivalry. Indiana no. fans don't even call it a rivalry. It's, it's not even what this is. It's called a beatdown. It's called a beatdown. That's what it is. You literally get beat down by Purdue every year. And and when I when I see when I see the results and of this of this move, I think it's going to lead to good things. But the question is, obviously, a lot of players are not going to have the opportunity to transfer out. Al Durham goes to the grad transfer portal. Bryce, that's a player that you and I have liked in terms of steady leadership. He could be a really nice piece for somebody if he chooses to stay in college one more year. Oh, yeah. If he goes to a big-time program, which I, th- I think he's going to help somebody, definitely. I'd like to see him go to, uh, you know, you know, Blue Blood or, or a well-known program. He's a good depth guy. He's a, he's a good yeah, depth yeah, guy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, so I, I, think, I think Al Durham can definitely help somebody. But, Caleb, the jury is out on Trace Jackson Davis. What do you think yeah, about that? He's going pro. I think you you might as well go book it. You might as well book it like you do. He's only projected uh, to be a second round pick. I don't care. He wants out of there. Why why would you why would you sit there and put yourself in a position where you got to transfer out? Bryce, I don't see a huge possibility in him getting into the first round next year or his senior year. I still think that's tricky to say. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, if he chooses to stay at Indiana, obviously he's going to be the guy. Uh, there's no question about that. But the problem is that they got zero recruits besides one guy, a center. They're going to lose a lot of pieces. In fact, they already are. I don't see how I, – I think, in my opinion, it'll lean towards the direction of pro. If he chooses to stay, that's the other factor. If he chooses to stay, I don't even think they're going to be that good off the jump. You know, So it's yeah. going to be a tricky situation either way because he's got the opportunity to be the best player on a power, you know, on a power conference. But at the same time, I think there's no reason for him at this point to really move out, at least in my opinion. At least yeah. in my opinion. No, that's fair. Um, it's been interesting to follow. It will. I mean, there's a couple of players that, you know, are obviously going to keep their eye on this situation, whether they're going to transfer, whether they're going to go somewhere else, whether they're going to stay. The two kids that have been reported to, you know, be all in here is uh, Trey Galloway and Anthony Leal, both who committed this, you know, before this year, Bryce. Those two have made statements saying that they are going to stay. And so for the Indian Hoosiers, at least they have these two guys that can come in and help them. Uh, but Trey Galloway needs to get a jump shot because that guy can't freaking buy a bucket. And which, is crazy to, which is crazy to me. Well, when you have a better shot than Trey Galloway, Bryce, when you do, that's embarrassing because you don't have a jumper. The next, oh. the next team, the, the the next, the next team in line, though, in all seriousness, let's let's get straight to the uh, the regions now. After uh, you know, talking about IU's IU situation with coaching, we'll go West Region first. We'll go West Region first. We'll start with the number one overall seed, Bryce, the red stinking hot Gonzaga team that you and I have been loving from the get-go. You and I have been very high on this team. You and I both think that they got a chance to win the whole gosh dang thing. Bryce, is there any reason that this team cannot win the whole gosh dang thing? Do you have any concerns regarding, you know, their run or potential uh, teams that they could be playing here? Uh, Just the Gonzaga curse. They're going to beat themselves. Uh, I think it's really hard to prepare for a team like Gonzaga. Now, obviously, we saw the best blueprint come from BYU. Uh, I know Caleb, Caleb. I was not worried 
but Caleb seemed to be worried that BYU was going to upset Gonzaga in the uh I wanted it though. Conference. It's good you for the wa- sport. No, no. Enough. It's good for the sport. You want the you want the upset. You want I, the upset. I just think that again, Gonzaga has never been able to get over the hump in the tournament. I agree. I hope that they're at least able to get in the championship game. I right? I don't know if they'll win it, but at least get there. I mean, the only team that I see Wow, I nobody really sticks out. I'll be completely honest with you. Like, I mean, they in my opinion, I think this is the easiest, the easiest one. I, I don't think I think Iowa can easily be beaten. Well, um, yeah, hundred percent. Kansas doesn't scare me if they don't That's, have Jalen Wilson or McCormick. That's a factor for them. Both those guys are obviously big time presence uh, for them. But here, here's the thing I want to ask you with Bryce. Let's get into some of these matchups because I, you and I both have a similar feeling on Gonzaga that they could get the whole thing. But but let's let's break down some of these teams uh, and let's start off right now at the eight nine toss up game between Oklahoma and Missouri. Ugh. Oklahoma fifteen and ten, Missouri sixteen and nine. If you run through their last couple regular seasons, shout out the ESPN tournament challenge. The Missouri Tigers have lost six of their last nine games. That is not good. And they lost four games in a row or in Oklahoma lost four games in a row to end the regular season. Both teams are not in great positions. Let's not mistake that. Bryce, if you had to suggest or take a look at these teams, who are you kind of leaning with? Do you have some sort of guy that you're like, okay, well, this guy has him. So this is why they're going to win. What's your perspective here? I I still haven't come to a conclusion on this game, but I'm gonna have to right here, right now, and and I may flip flop on it. Sure. I mean, obviously, both are are not peaking at the right time, so I think it's gonna be a big struggle. But I think we're gonna get a good game that comes out of this. For me, I am leaning Oklahoma because of Lon Kruger. I think coaching matters, and I and I like Quanzo Martin. I do. I really do. I was about to say. I think you can flip it. Uh, yeah, I, I think both are good. I like Lon Kruger and his experience that he brings a little bit more. And I think Oklahoma, they, they got a little more season to them. You know, I, I like I like Pinson for Missouri, but I don't know. I mean, both are just really struggling right now, just limping across the finish line. So uh, oh. I think I'm about to go Oklahoma. Here's the pro- here's the thing when you when you evaluate a team, both of these teams, for that matter, they're both streaky. Right, Missouri. Missouri is a very streaky team, and I texted somebody this, a friend of mine, uh, this recently, Bryson. I think you would appreciate this. If Xavier Pinson was a third option, you'd be a really good team. Hey, yeah. But Xavier Pinson as your second or first option is really tricky, and you you can't because he he's one of those guys that's like you he can knock down five or six shots and a stretch, and then he'll go, you know, one of six. Just he he's very he's very inconsistent. I don't like that. Um, I I'm going to agree with you on Oklahoma, but the reason I'm agreeing is not because of coaching. Cause I think Quanzo Martin's a better coach. I, I believe in Davion Armin. I think that kid knows how to play. I think that kid's going to be a really nice player. I think he's going to move a stock up. I think there's a lot of chances for him to come into this game and play really well. The key for him, in my opinion, is, you know, that Drew Smith will match up against him. Drew Smith's one of the best defensive guards in the entire country. And, you know, I don't, I, that'll be a great matchup either way. 
you want to talk about some good competition. I mean, Austin Reeves, obviously averaging 17 points, six rebounds and five. It's a problem no joke either. But at the same time, I, I really do like uh, Harmon and uh, I like Reeves enough to where I'm leaning towards Oklahoma. I, I trust the experience of their roster. Missouri, uh, not as experienced of a team in the NCAA tournament. And for that reason alone, I'd probably go to Oklahoma. Uh, the next team, though, Russ, I feel like you're, uh, I'm smelling some upset right here from you, is Creighton and UC Santa Barbara. UC Santa Barbara, the 12 seed, Creighton, the 5 seed. UC Santa Barbara, uh, BPI of 61. Uh, Creighton is BPI of 13. Rice, this is a team in UC Santa Barbara, 22 and 4. 22 and 4. They got Jaquan McLaughlin, a terrific scorer. They have a team that is on an 18 and one run. They're absolutely figuring it out. All right, so I'm going to have you go here first. Are you buying the UC Santa Barbara pick, or do you think Creighton resurrects their offense from the Big East tournament that was basically non-existent uh, as Georgetown pretty much kicked them like it, would, like it didn't even matter? I am not buying the 12 seed in this case. I am not because of Marcus Zigorowski. That is why. That is why. He is the best player on the floor. I I think uh, Coach McDermott and his team will figure it out. They've been here several times. I I love what Marcus Zigorowski does on the offensive end. I'm not buying UC Santa Barbara here. I'm going Creighton. Of course you're not. Of course you're not. But you know what I am? I'm buying Nagachos. I'm buying on oh, McLaughlin. I'm, blog, I'm buying on McLaughlin. I'm buying on Miles Norris. I'm buying on Amado Sal. I'm bowing. I, I am going right there and taking it all stinking day long. You're giving it to me, Bryce. This is a ridiculous 12-5 matchup. Creighton has no size whatsoever. I trust the fact that UC Santa Barbara is a team that's got some players, some senior leadership in McLaughlin. And, and I'm, I'm telling you, Bryce, I just think that Creighton is too – to me, this is a team that, that is just going to go hot and cold. And I think there's a lot of problems regarding the coaching situation. I think players aren't, but I think players are still trying to manage that and handle that the best that they can as the season ends. I don't like that. I don't like a team with a lot of distractions outside of the court. That's what I feel like Creighton is this moment. Give me UC Santa Barbara 12-5. Next up is the uh, is a game that I find you know kind of intriguing for a couple reasons. Obviously, COVID's a factor, uh, but Virginia and Ohio. Virginia, number four seed, Ohio, a 13 seed. Virginia could potentially be out of the tournament with COVID issues. We will find that out probably after we get the pod recorded, but we will see as of this moment, they're still going to play. Ohio kind of came in a little unexpected. A lot of people thought a team like Buffalo would get in. A lot of people thought Toledo would get in. Not a lot of people thought Ohio would get in, but there is a really good player on this team, Bryce, a guy that I think that you would enjoy, James Preston. From Jason, Ohio. Jason, Jason Preston, pardon, who's an all-star, who was, who was an all-star in the college game. This kid's, this kid can play. There's no doubt about that. So Bryce, let me ask you this. What, what do you have in this game? What are you looking for? Uh, you know, I give me Ohio, give me Ohio in this one, Caleb. Heck yeah, baby. That's I, exactly I, where I'm going. And I love Jason Preston and, and I have enjoyed him, Caleb. I've been following him. I don't know if you know his story. Yeah, I do. Um, his story is just Tell out to the of listeners. this world. Tell it to the listeners. So he's lost his his mother to cancer. He's had no father uh, who hasn't bothered to show up. 
So he averaged two points a game as a high school senior, Caleb Lynn. Two points. Wasn't even recruited. Was going to plan to be a journalist in, in college. He spent some time on the C team at Ohio. He made his own highlight video. Self-promotion, baby. I love it. That's what journalists do, self-promotion. And we will do shameless plugs later, I'm sure. And now he is the star player for this Ohio Bobcats team. Jeff Bowles, former former bench coach on, on the Ohio State Buckeyes, by the way, Caleb, just so if you weren't aware of that. Quit, quit referencing the Buckeyes, for goodness uh, sake. You're, you're welcome for that. But what he's been able to do with the, with this team and the, the, the ascent of Jason Preston – it's got me believing, baby. Give me the Bobcats over Virginia. They have done nothing to impress me. I, I'm done with them. They, they have the COVID issues. I hope that doesn't keep them out of the tournament, but get, give me the Bobcats, man. Give me the Bobcats. I like it. I agree. I like Ohio. You know how I felt about Virginia all year. I don't think that changes. I think the distractions. Bryce, here's the other thing that I think people really need to keep in mind. They play Friday. <laughs> they play Friday. The factor that they're going to – or pardon, they play Saturday, but they are not going to practice until Thursday, maybe Friday. That's a huge factor in this, in my opinion. And I'm telling you, you're going to have to practice to face a guy like Preston because oh. he's going to come in and light you up if you're not ready. There's Absolutely. no question about that. Absolutely. Right. So here's a game, though, that I'm intrigued by in this region. USC against the playing winner of Wichita and Drexel. Bryce, I'll, I'll let you start off with this. Before we dive into the particular matchup, do you have a, a pick here uh, between Wichita State and Drake if you had to look at the plans? Um, I'm gonna go. Off, I'm gonna go off what I what I've t- what you've told me. I'm gonna go with Drake. Not you seem baby. to really like the way they Not play. A baby. Well, I do. I very much do. And you have you, an okay eye for basketball. I'm not oh, saying you give great. me. An, oh, oh, but, I mean, I, oh, I'll go with it on this oh, one oh, because I don't think it's going to oh. matter. <laughs> oh, I should kick you off as a co-host for calling me an okay eye. Oh, my God. All right. Look, with, with, with Drake, I mean, look, you're 25 and 4, 15 and 3. But here's the factor that I think people need to start giving credit to and credit's due. They originally lost their, they lost their top score, which put them in a completely different position. Nobody yeah. expected them to continue to fight the way they have. Breaking news. All they're doing is fighting. They're getting tremendous play from guys like Tramel Murphy, a senior who doesn't want to leave. And by the way, Griffith, Indiana, you don't think he's going to want to show up you don't think he's going to want to show up in his home state? Give me a break. Bryce, give me a break. They've got guys on this team that are ready to play. You go you go to the Missouri Valley, in my opinion, an underrated conference. They should feel good. They should feel really good. Joseph Yasufu, really nice player. Very, very nice player. Mm-hmm. He can go create his own shot and give you some good defense. He'll be able to, he'll, he'll be able to make plays. Only thing I ask out of Yasufu is let's just average more than two assists. And then the next thing that I that I see here is I just believe that Wichita State is coming in a tad bit overrated due to a success story, in my opinion. They so don't know, though. I, I, I don't I think would, you should discount that. I, I'm not discounting it. I'm just saying I feel like they've come in a tad hyped. That's why I'm taking Drake for it. But they're not wow. beating USC. They're not. They're not beating USC. They're not beating USC because yeah. they, they have no. They have no answer for Evan Mobley. I mean, no. You you have no size matchup for Evan Mobley. I mean, 
the tallest guy you have 6'10", but other than that, it feels like you just drop off the face of the earth in size. And, you know, I just think if USC plays to their capability, Bryce, they're just going to sit there and feed it to Evan Mobley. But can I make a little statement about USC that needs to be made? Oh, go for it. His brother needs to quit shooting the freaking basketball. Oh, yeah. But he, he's, he's, shoot, he's shooting far too much, which is totally discombobulating their spacing and everything that they're trying to do creatively. You cannot by any reason let him take as much shots as he took in their last Pac-12 champion, in, in their last, last Pac-12 tournament game. He shot the ball far too much. You can't have that in this game. You cannot have that in the NCAA tournament. You have to make sure guys are ready. I'd like to see Taj come in, Taj Yadi come in here and, and, and play a little bit because he didn't even get that many shots in their last game. He's a really nice player at 14 a game. I, I personally would like more of him. I would like to see less of Isaiah Mobley. And I want to see Isaiah White come out and play good, a senior guy that really understands his role. And I think that all of that will happen. So that is why I am taking USC over Wichita. Right. Next, Bryce, is Kansas and East Washington, which the thing to note about Kansas is that Jalen Wilson is not going to play in this game. It's possible that David McCormick, their big, their, their awesome big man, is out as well. That's a legit problem for Kansas. So let me ask you this. If you're Kansas, what do you, what do, you do now that the situation's unfolded? Well, they, they do what they what they figured out they should do all season is play defense, Caleb. I mean, their defense has been outstanding and is really what's got them up to a three seed. I mean, we kind of wrote Kansas off, not, you know, not thinking they had any offensive firepower. And I wouldn't call it firepower, but they've been able to close the gap with the with the amazing yeah, yeah. defense that they play. So I think I think defense is going to be key. And, and move on and see if Jalen Wilson, you can hold out till Jalen Wilson comes back. And then once they get back, they're, you know, they're moving again. So uh, I still like Kansas in this matchup, Caleb. I, I don't – I know that there's been a little buzz about Eastern Washington. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Sorry. Well, Give here, me Kansas. Here's the reason that it is, right? So obviously you have the potential with two of their better front court players not playing. But, and Kansas relies on those guys because if you think about it, they go from McCormick to Mitch Lightfoot. Which, yeah, that's bad. That's really bad. That's very And I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a power school. I don't care if you're a mid-major. Teams are going to eat that up. And Tanner Groves is a good is, is a decent player. I'm not saying he's like out of this world, but he's he's good. And he'll take Mitch Lightfoot. And I think that is going to be a really big problem for Kansas. I mean, I think McCormick's status and availability in this game will be huge. If he's limited in any sort of way, I don't like that for Kansas. I don't like it. I Marcus Garrett's just disappointed me all the way around. I yeah, mean, he, just, he, he just really, really has. has. He's disappointed me. Um, there's no question about that. Um, you know, there's a guy, I, I, I can't pronounce his name um, off the top of my head. I need to do better at that, but I apologize. Um, uh, uh, Ochai or uh, Ochai, Bryce, is that how you say it? Ochai? Ochai? Uh, I'll be Ochai. honest. You and, I are, you and I are both bad at pronunciations. I, yes, we, need to, we need to look at this stuff. But in all seriousness, like, you know, it, 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 well, it's, it's not the <laughs> but it, it happens to everybody. I think he is a player to me. That's where you have to come in and be 
and take your game up to another level, right? You've got, he's the guy that I think has to do that. Garrett has been very inconsistent offensively. He's been a good defender like he always has been, but his offense has been rusty. Um, I'll take Kansas because I don't think Eastern Washington can counter enough. But I, I do think that's a closer game than it should be because of what's happening in Kansas with the COVID testing. Yeah. Uh, next up, Oregon and VCU. Bryce, this is the easiest 7-10 game, I think, in a while. Really? Really? Yeah, See, I'm, me, I'm kind of struggling here a little bit. I'll be honest. I, I don't what know do you why. think? G- give me Oregon and give me Oregon big. I think, the really? ducks are, I think the Ducks are much better balanced. I think the Ducks are good in March. I'm a believer in Altman. VCU is lost without Highland. Highland is the only double-digit scorer on this team. And when Highland's out of the game, there's no offense flowing. In the A-10 championship, Highland had three fouls in the first eight minutes. In yeah, the first I do think minutes, that's going to happen again, though. Bryce, that's not, that's not the point. Okay. The point is that if you know that that just discombobulates and, and takes away everything offensively, Bryce, you don't think a team's going to do that? You don't think a Pac-12 team is going to recognize that and attack it? I mean, come on, Bryce. Yeah. Come on. It's going to be a big – I think, in my opinion, it's going to be a big game. It's going to be a big game. They were hot before they played Oregon State in the Pac-12 tournament. Hot. Red hot. 11 of 12 wins. Does it concern you a little bit that they lost? No, because Oregon State's playing like they're on, like they're burning. Like, you know, if you played like the Sean Kingston song or something, that's probably been the theme they've been playing lately. <laughs> they're literally, they're sitting, they're sitting, they're playing that song like in their locker rooms. Like your everything. early 2000s references. It's the bro, truth, I though. You swear. Don't, you, you I sit, swear. Bryce, come on, though, in all seriousness. They're playing, they're, they're, they're playing like it's, it's, that's how they're playing. Oh, that's, how Oregon State, that's how Oregon State's playing. I think Oregon will find a way to win. Give me Oregon. All right. All right. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I like Dana Altman. I like Dana Altman a lot. I don't, I don't think VCU is – Yeah, VCU had their time in the sun when Shaka Smart was there, but, I mean, they've been nothing since he's left. So. And then are we basically saying Iowa over Grand Canyon? Yeah, even, let's – no, let's not even – Do we not even need to go there? Okay. Move well, on. Now, now here's the thing I will have for you, uh, and then we'll move on to the next region. Um, what is if you have a sneaky team, if you have a team in your opinion that can make that run based off who you've been choosing, who would that be? In, in the West bracket, correct? Sure, in the West bracket. Okay. Mm. Sneaky as far as what to make? Just it doesn't need to be a double digit. It doesn't need to. Be, it can be like a six or a five. It can be a double gotcha. digits. Just a team that can cause some gotcha. problems. I like really do. If you think Ohio could go be crazy. Oh, I'll be honest. I, I really do think it is Ohio. I okay, really I do. That. I respect that. I, I do. I think I think they, they can make some noise. Now, now we got to keep this in mind, Caleb. You know, at least one double-digit seed makes the Sweet 16, and they have for several years in a row. I think Ohio could be that team. I really do. That's just my opinion. I'll go with a seat above them. Give me UC Santa Barbara in the 12. Really? I like UC. Yeah, I like the Gauchos. I do. I like the Gauchos a lot. Hey, what happens I, when they lose first round? What happens? 
Well, you and I just disagreed. We move on. I mean, I just, I, I like the, I do like the gauchos though. I like the way they play. Give me the gauchos. I, I've got a weird obsession with them right now. Weird yeah, clearly, obsession. clearly. Weird obsession. I'm sorry. Um, and then here's the, here's the other thing uh, real quick for transition. Um, if you had to give me your top four players in this region to watch, not the best players, if you want to do best players, you can, I guess, but your top four players to watch, who would that be? Uh, Jalen Suggs would be my top because I love Jalen Suggs. I love the way he plays. I, I think okay. it's, I think it's Gonzaga's best player. I don't care about, about Timmy and all them. You don't like Kispert? I, I do, but give me Suggs. Man. All right, come Suggs on. All right, give me, player. give me, give me a couple right. more. Come on. Uh, get, uh, Luca Garza. I'm, I'm curious to see what he's going to do for his team. That's fair. Uh, Jason Preston. Oh, Yeah. And yeah. uh, you're about the Preston baby. Uh, yeah. And, and I love Marcus Zagorowski, man. I, I love guard play. Uh, three of these guys that I've mentioned are all guard. Do you want me to book it at the courtyard? Yes, please. Book it at the courtyard. Dude, I'm all about Zagorowski. Man. I love court- him. I love him. There's a room for you at the courtyard. 402. Hey, make sure Look, it's a master I, suite. Will do. Uh, the way that I see the way that I see the top four players in this region. Bryce, I mean, you can go about it from top players. I totally understand that. Yeah, that's I'm going to kind of mix it in a little bit. Well, you you did more or less. I would take I I would I would take I think Evan Mobley is a player that you know can really can wreck because if if Wichita State and Drake I don't know if they can counter size wise and if Kansas has a problem where McCormick and Wilson are out of the picture USC is a Sweet 16 team. Let's book it. The next oh yeah, thing, I'll book that. And so so I think that's a a, a player for me that I would keep an eye on. Um, another player that I keep an eye on, Bryce, um, that I personally really like is Chris Duarte and uh, Eugene Omarui uh, from Oregon. I am a I, I like that team. I, I like Dana Altman in March. I think those two guys can make a difference. And to be honest with you, if I'm Iowa, I'm kind of a little concerned of that matchup with uh, with Oregon if that happens. And then the next uh, the next player here, um, you know what? I'll I'll go local. I'll go local for the people out there in Emmonsville, Indiana. I'll take Drew Smith. I think he's a fun player to watch. He's got some great skill defensively. Yeah, and the shot's not there, but I love watching him play. Uh, shout out, shout out, uh, Drew Smith uh, representing the 812, baby. Uh, Bryce, we'll move on to the, uh, to the next region here, the East Ooh. region. Um, Bryce, this is Michigan's region. He gave me a gloss over at Michigan. What are you saying? I, I, if, if look, Isaiah livers is hurt right now. I don't know what the extent of that injury is, but Caleb, I think we saw it without him. I think their offense doesn't flow as well. And I don't trust Mike Smith to hit shots for me. Like Mike Smith is an energizer guy and, and he moves the ball really well and he distributes really well. But if he's the guy that's taking the main shot at the end of the game, I don't want it. I don't want it. I think Jawan Howard's a really good coach. I think he can figure it out, but I think it's going to come down to their guard that. play. I think their guard play is going to be huge. I I understand that. I, I think that's the biggest part about Michigan. Uh, I, I think if, if they can figure out some guard play and get that consistent, because you know what you're getting out of Dickinson, right? You know what you're getting out of Wagner. You know what you're getting. Um, I, I don't see uh, Michigan having to worry too much outside of perimeter play. Um, I mean, I think they'll move through the 116 pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll move into the next couple games here. Um, LSU and St. Bonaventure. 
uh, Bryce, this was like a, I don't even know how much time I spent on this, but I think it was like two seconds. I think I was like pretty confident that LSU was going to pull this out. Do you agree? Same. Yeah. And, and, and I had, I, I was doing a lot of research on St. Bonaventure, you know, a team that could potentially make a run in the tournament. And then they drew LSU and Caleb, what I watched on Sunday afternoon from LSU. Boy, oh boy. The, that three-headed monster of Smart, Thomas, and Watford. Good luck, whoever best has to Western, play him. Best Western rooms uh, 600 for you. Oh, uh, I'll be there. Just give me the okay. key. Leave the key at the desk. I'll be there. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, give me LSU in this game. Get, give them to You're, me. You, you've definitely been high on LSU for most of the year, and I'm going to agree with you on this. I think LSU talent-wise is on a whole nother level. They're as talented as majority of top teams. The question for them is putting it all together effectively as a team. Mm-hmm. That's the step that I think that they have to make and they still haven't really made. I would argue that they showed great progress in that, in the SEC championship. But look, I mean, they've got studs. Cameron Thomas, stud. Um, 22.6 points a game. I mean, just don't sleep on them. That's, I mean, just they're, they're, they're good. I don't like Will Wade, but I no I no it, miss me with Will Wade. I don't, I don't think it's going to matter though. Give me, give me LSU and uh, give me LSU big over the bodies. Uh, next up Colorado and Georgetown. Give me a break about Georgetown. Give me a break. This is just so freaking ridiculous. They're man. hot, man. Georgetown. No, they're being, <laughs> give me Colorado. Yeah. I, I, I think McKinley writes, <laughs> McKinley writes really good. Yes, I he like, is. I like Tad Doyle as a coach. I think he's a very good coach. I think people are forgetting about the fact that this is a very experienced team. I, I will absolutely take Colorado over Georgetown. I think the hype of this 12-5 is borderline ridiculous. It is it's, ridiculous. Caleb, Bryce, how many give, times are have we seen it, jo- no, I, no, I don't know that I'm picking them, but I think it deserves some consideration because these teams that come in hot, just flaming hot, right? They, they usually can make a little bit of noise, and I'm just saying – I think it deserves some consideration, but I'm with you. McKinley Wright is an absolute baller. He is the point guard of that team. He scores. He distributes extremely well. Yeah, he does. I mean, unfortunately, I, Colorado, they, they missed out on the – they, they, they lost, right? Who they lose to in their conference tournament? Oregon State in the championship. Yeah, Oregon State. Yeah, another team that's massively hot right now. So, I mean, maybe Colorado uses that Oregon State loss – as a as a wake up call, like, hey, Georgetown is just as hot, right? And they come out and play with some urgency. So, I'm just saying, I don't think it's it's a foregone conclusion, but I I do lean Colorado here. I'm leaning towards Colorado for numerous reasons. Coaching, they got the best player on the court. Heck, they got the two best players on the court. Yeah, this that matters. That, that matters. That totally matters. I think the fact that this is getting blown up the way it is is because of one reason and, and one reason alone. I mean, the Ewing thing, I get it. He's a great, he's a good coach. You know, he's, he's showing that, uh, but miss me on, on this because I, I like Colorado. Uh, Bryce, we got Florida state and UNC Greensboro next UNC Greensboro, 21 and eight UNC Greensboro. Let me tell you a story here about this player, Isaiah Miller, Bryce, Isaiah Miller, two time defensive player of the year two-time Southern Conference Player of the Year, senior, has NCAA tournament experience. Bryce, 
if you want to talk about a star from a mid-major, that is exactly what Isaiah Miller is. It's not even close. He is probably my favorite in terms of who I'm looking forward to watch. He is definitely one of my favorite mid-majors to keep an eye on uh, from any player. This is a fun team. Uh, Bryce, you know how much I like Florida State, though. You know I do. Yeah, I like Scotty you, we Barnes. both do. I, I like MJ Walker. I like Leonard Hamilton, and I like Raquan Gray. Bryce, this is going to be a really close game. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think Florida State pulls this out by a 10, 15 point game. I think this is a three point game. I think we're talking close to a buzzer beater. I think we're talking close, tight knit basketball. And so the reason for that, I'm going to take Florida State, but I want to make this clear. If UNC Greensboro was where Ohio is right now, UNC Greensboro is going to the Sweet 16. Yeah, I could see that. UNC Greensboro just got a bad draw with the 13 4, in my opinion. Yeah. It's a bad draw. And and, and I, I don't, I, it sucks. It really sucks for them because I think they've got a team down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now, what you got on that? I, you know, I, I'm a big Leonard Hamilton guy, and usually his teams do pretty well in the tournament. I think this was, this was an easy pick for me. Um, I'm going to go with Florida it. State. They went far the last time they were four seed. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me Florida State. Absolutely. I yeah. I trust them. I trust them, and I know that that's going out on faith there, but I trust them a lot. Of course you do. You you definitely do. Like, let's make let's make no mistake about that. The next brat, the next game here, uh, BYU against Michigan State and UCLA. Can I just start off by saying BYU as a six seed is a complete and total joke. Can okay. we can we agree on that? Because well, are you BYU, saying they should BYU, be higher? No. Uh, oh, okay. No, okay, okay, okay. No. Bryce, they should be a nine or a ten. Uh, this is a team, Bryce, that has no business being a six seed. This is a cakewalk for an eleven seed. If Michigan State, who I think is going to beat UCLA, wins this game, Michigan State's moving on. Are you kidding me? BYU's coming into this. Oh, give me a Matt Harms. Oh my God. Michigan State, Michigan State has dealt with Matt Harms for four years. They kicked him off the Big Ten. (laughs) Give me, give me, give me, give me. Come on, Bryce. That's a wait, wait, wait. Can we can we back up for a second? Can we can we back up for a second? Are you acknowledging that Michigan State is actually decent right now? Are you acknowledging that? I like him at the seating. No, don't. I told can, can you. I, can, I, can, I, can, I, can you hear me out, though? Hear me out. I hear told out. you this I think they'll happen. win a game. They'll win a game, but they're not beating the team that they're going to play in the second round. You and I agree on this. Oh, no. No chance. No okay. chance. Okay. Okay. No okay. chance. Okay. So, so do you agree, then? Do you agree with me on BYU and, and how to evaluate that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, they – like Marcelo, though. I like Marcelo. Here's what I will say. They gave the blueprint to to kind of shut down Gonzaga a little bit. That's all I gotta say. Okay, okay, fair. But their team is very transfer heavy. It's a very transfer heavy team. Guys that haven't really done a lot in the NCAA tournament both haven't. Averett and Barcelo. And Bryce, <laughs> if you have Matt Harms as one of your three best players, good luck. I'm not. I'm not betting on. I. I'm well, not you're betting. very anti Matt Harms. What, what is? What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you see, Bryce? 
No, I was just, I was just curious. Okay. I'm just I'm just saying it's it's I don't know what you see. Give me give me uh, Michigan State over uh, BYU pretty easily. You make me toss out a game. That's this the one I'm tossing. Texas and Abilene Christian. Hey man, Bryce, can I can I just say something in defense of this entire podcast? Oh, go for it. Everybody needs to get the sack. For everyone that sat here and told us that Texas is too inconsistent. For everybody that told us that Texas couldn't win the Big 12 tournament. For everyone that said that Texas cannot do something. Bryce, this is a legitimate team. It's a complete travesty that people are just on the board. I mean, everybody was so up and down on them. You and I kept their stock, and I think we'll be rewarded. I'm calling blowout. Give me a 25. Give me a 20-point win over Abilene Christian. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tex- Texas is is legit. And we're going to talk more about them as they advance in the tournament. Oh, you thought Because oh, they're definitely oh. going to advance. Oh, you're talking. Oh, what are yeah. you talking? You're, are, you, are you going? Are I think you- they're a legit Final Four team. Ah, Final I, Four. I'm just saying. I, I, I think that highlight. Shaka Smart has been there before, right? Yeah. He's been in these big games. He knows how to get his guys to play for him. I know we haven't right. seen it the past few years, but he's got an experienced team. He's got offensive firepower. They're bought into defense. Yeah. Uh, they have a great freshman, Greg Brown. Uh, you have guys that will play. And I, I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm here for Texas this season. That's fair. Uh, UConn of Maryland, Bryce. You've been liking UConn. You've been liking Bo Knight. Maryland's got some defensive counters. Any reason for you not to pick UConn? No, no, no. I want to hear you because because I texted you earlier today. If, you know, I was I was very much pro UConn, and you're like, nah, nah. So so let me hear this. Let me hear your case for Maryland. Well, I want to hear this. I like I like doing this to you. Look, the way that I see the way that I see this game um, is I see it as a very tight game, no blowout. I agree with Maryland. That. Maryland to me counters everything that you would want to say about UConn. They're dynamic on they're dynamic on the ball with their two guards. Okay, fine. I have two really good guard defenders, right? And mm. then I have the front court is not great. You're basically dead even. So, Bryce, to be completely honest with you, here's what the game's going to come down to. Who's going to play better? Maryland's defense on the guards of UConn or UConn's offense and guards? And in my opinion, you have to make that decision based off the way that you believe in basketball. Do you believe in a guy like Turgeon or in a guy like Hurley who will be at his first NCAA tournament with UConn? I like Hurley, man. First like one though, with UConn. First one. You don't think I don't? I, I don't care. I like Dan Hurley. Are you taking Turgeon or Hurley? Um. Mm. Ooh, ooh, ooh! I'm making Caleb Lynn think. Uh oh. I'll go. I'll go. Ooh, it's a toss up. Turgeon. Oh, come on! You did that on purpose. No, I'll go Turgeon. <laughs> I'll go For what reason? He just got blown out by Michigan. Couldn't hang. A lot of people hang. Blown out Couldn't by even hang. Couldn't even hang. A lot of people have been blown out. Give me UConn. I'm done with this conversation. Give me UConn. I would. Yeah, you know who I'm taking. Uh, go ahead. UConn. Yeah, baby. Yeah, that's right. Because of why? Because of why? Because of Boonite? Yeah, because of Boonite. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, oh, Bodak man. Cole, yeah. RJ Cole, RJ Cole, by the way. Don't forget about RJ yes, Cole. Yes, 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 yes. Good call, good call. But yeah, okay. give me that over like Morsel and Wiggins. Like, yeah, give me UConn, man. Give me Alabama, Iona. Uh, Rick Patino gets back in the NCAA tournament. Alabama. Can I tell you something? Can I, can I tell you something? Caleb, are you going to call this? Oh, heavens no. Heavens no. I'm not calling an upset. Really? No part of me is calling an upset. I think this I is an absolute smackdown. I think this game is going to be completely overhyped because of Patino. Patino's <laughs> going to get all this praise, and he's going to sit there, and they're going to lose by Caleb, 20. Caleb. Give me Bama. Hey, I'm taking Bama as well. I don't think much needs to be said about this, but let me ask this just one question. Go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> is this Rick Patino's audition for the IU job? Yeah, it is. Oh, wow. Wow. I was met with no resistance on that. I am shocked. I am shocked. He's one of the guys I got on speed dial if I'm the IUAD. Really? Yep. Wow. I I really thought that you were going to hate that. No, I really did. I don't, I don't hate that. In fact, he's my number one guy for the job. Wow. The 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 next the, the next uh, regions we will have, Bryce, uh, will be coming in a different podcast. You and I will be discussing these a little bit more in depth. It'll be a smaller one, uh, but we figured it would be better to concise those up uh, and, and make them easier for you to listen. So, Bryce, uh, get ready for part two. Uh, we'll be able to do the South and the Midwest for all of you guys to listen to part one. Uh, check out part two. Uh, it'll be a great podcast, and uh, we'll get back to you soon.